Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. I know it's Thursday, but it feels like a pain-free Friday. Pharrell's going out. Man, it's on the mahogany. Waxing it out. A bad seat. A broken ate a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad under bad day. Bad lie. Bad dude. Bad bread. Bad attention. Bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on. People dressed in plastic bags. Directed traffic. Some kind of fashion. Shake it up. Should do bit. Oh, my friend. Then come around. Fight to fight to party up. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs uptown. What a mess. This tides are tattered. My brain is splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be Shake it. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money like Carver High did. Here's what he did. He went on Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, Carver High literally saved over 15% on his car insurance. I think it was around 17 and a half because they liked him. The guy that did the deal was an Islander fan. Did the Islanders win that game tonight? Did I bet on them? They did in overtime. Oh! All right, I'll take a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Cover! Oh, fight for your right. Oh, look it. For your right. How about the show we got tonight, Carver High? What do you think? It's crazy, this lineup. A lot going on. Jamie, I... Of CBSSports.com, CBS HQ, and CBS Sports Radio. You hear him on Saturday nights on uh, uh, Ion Fantasy Football. He's on tonight because I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. You lose. Uh, playoffs start in fantasy football this week, right? So uh, we got Jamie Eisenberg on for you tonight. Coming up here in 10 minutes, so call early. When I go to the break, uh, you start calling, 855-212-4227, to get your fantasy questions in with Jamie all right, so get ready. He's on in 10 minutes. If You're usually doing it Friday night, so everybody needs to get off that bong and, like, realize he's on tonight. Throwing everybody a curveball here, Carver High. I like that move by you. That was your idea to, to swing him on tonight because I'm not here? It was. Who's doing the show tomorrow? Anybody know? Oh, uh, uh Carrington Harrison, right? All right, there you go. That's our boy from Kansas City, uh, CH, getting it done for us. He was doing it for me for uh, Thanksgiving. Great job, CH. Son, stay focused. Uh, Rick Haro at 1040 uh, Eastern with our sports business report. Should be uh, scintillating. And then uh, 1103 Eastern, 803 uh, Vegas time, Brian Custer. Our boy, uh, B Cust from Showtime Boxing. Some of you know him from CBS's Big Three, right? And he does Big Three play-by-play. 
We got Thursday Night Football going on at Soldier Field in the Windy City. Freezing cold. The Bears trying to keep slim playoff hopes alive like Khalil Mack said they were going to run the tables. And they're doing it tonight, aren't they, Carver High? Up 24-7 on the Cowboys. My question to you is this. Will uh, Jerry Jones fire Jason Garrett tomorrow if he loses this game as badly as it is right now? He said he wasn't going to fire him in the season, right? Or the he reports lied. say that they're not. Um, this would be. This is kind of like last week to be for them. Remember last week they got the ball first against the Bills. They went right down the field. They took a 7-0 lead, and they were done after that. Tonight they had this the longest drive like to start a game in the right. NFL this year. They go up 7-0. They've done nothing since that point. They have let the Bears, whose offense has been awful all year, just go up and down the field against them. Embarrassing. Let me tell you, forget tomorrow. Jerry might fire him tonight and make him fly commercial on the way home, get him a little Lane Kiffin treatment. Now that would be a great story right there. That's a great idea on your part, Mafia. This is embarrassing to be this shellacked by teams – I mean, the Bills are good, but Chicago's at your level or worse. Right. You should not be getting beaten this bad. I don't care I, if you're on the road. Do you think this game is over, or do you think uh, D- Dak's got it in him for a comeback? I think this game's over. Over. All right, Odell Beckham Jr. was very vague today when asked about his future in Cleveland, saying he wants to be in Cleveland but doesn't know what the future holds. Could OBJ be one and done in Cleveland? He actually said at one point, there's no place I'd rather be, and then what, 10 minutes later said, I'm not sure. He was so back and Make forth up your mind, in bro. the entire media session. He, and that is just so typical OBJ. That it's the, It looked today like the guy that the Giants wanted out of town and out of that locker room so bad. Look, um, I don't think he's going to be in Cleveland next year. I think he's going to be on the team. You heard it here. Carver High getting involved early. Uh, Dana White says that uh, Conor McGregor has told him he wants to fight Jorge Masvidal after he fights Cowboy Cerrone in January. Would McGregor get destroyed by Masvidal Mafia? I have to say, uh, you know, I know that, and I've said this to you before, I do not feel Cerrone can uh, can dance with this guy after the beatings I've seen that guy take and dish out. I think he's uh, a weathered piece of leather, that guy Cerrone. I think he's fought anybody, any comer. He'll do anything, anywhere, any day, street fight, brawl, wherever, backyard, front yard, where do you want to go? But I think he's had his toll of abuse, yeah. and I think that uh, McGregor will chew through him. That's my feeling anyway, unless he gets lucky with a knockout punch, which could happen against anybody. Puncher's chance, yo. Uh, but uh, baba. Anyway, uh, do you feel that he's looking ahead and it's uh, embarrassing since he hasn't fought in so long that he's already plotting his next fight and he's got one coming up? I mean, that's typical Connor. He thinks he's going to beat everybody. He thinks he should have a clear path to the top. So, of course, he's going to be plotting that. Okay, if I beat this guy, I want the big money fight against Masvidal in a big you know, situation like he just had against Diaz at the Garden. And then he thinks after that he'll get a title, title shot at the belt. But you know what? He's weathered. He's beaten. He's, his chin isn't the same because of all the abuse he's taken. I'm talking about Cowboy. But if Connor takes him too lightly, he can catch him. That guy still has some power left in him if you don't get in there and do the right You're you know, not going to bet on him. that guy. No, I'm not. I'm going to bet on Connor. But if he's going to look ahead to Masvidal, which, again, is a terrible matchup for him and he will get slaughtered, then that's not good against Cowboy because he will catch you. Uh, I agree. And then uh, what is next week the big card uh, with Usman? Yes. So nothing this week. Oh no, wait. Is the is the fight night thing with Frankie Edgar this week? I know that he's replaced Brian Ortega in that uh fight card. Uh, and I don't know exactly. It's in like some crazy place. Uh, Boost Ron or something. What am I? I can't even keep track of this stuff. The, like the news. I gave it to uh Carver High. 
Frankie Aguilar, the front runner to replace. It's December 21st, so that's not uh, this weekend. Yeah, no, weekend. this week is uh, Overeem is fighting in D.C. Mm-hmm. They got a you know fight night card there. Can't wait for that. Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, finally, the Yankees are making Garrett Cole their top offseason priority, and ownership is given the go-ahead, apparently, to Cashman to do whatever it takes to make it happen fiscally. Will the Yankees get their man? Carver, hi, I'm hearing 250 millones. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes more than that. I, they're going to give him whatever he wants. He's going to be a Yankee. He's going to be a Yankee. <laughs> That's a done deal. But when you start hearing stuff like this, like, you know, the, the vault is open, because the Yankees have not done that in free agency the, for the last few years. Since CC, right? Since that 09 where they signed CC and Teixeira and Burnett. You know, they, they, you'll be listen. They sold, uh, they uh, got Ellsbury for a lot of money that year. But I mean, but these, that worked. These last four or that, five that, years, that, that year worked. Well, the 09 did absolutely. <laughs> but uh, they are open in the vault here, and they're going to give Garrett Cole whatever he wants, and it's going to be on Cole. Does he want to come to New York, go on the big stage, get the big money? And, you know, win? Or does he want to go chill on a beach in Cali like, you know, Manny did last year? It, it is what it is. That's all fine and good. He might win out there too, but this is the big stage. Listen, this is the big stage. Listen, I love San Diego more than anybody. What up, La Jolla? Mom squad! I think that um, I'd love to be in San Diego every day. But the deal is this. You can't tell me Machado. I'm sure he's happy with $300 million, but he, he cannot be happy with that crap team he plays on. And losing every night, right? Like, no doubt. Like, there's no way you can enjoy yourself. Even if you have all that money, If you, all you do is lose. So here's the deal. You come to New York and you play with the Yankees, you're going to win. Right? That's all there is to it. They win. Even, they're good even when they suck. It's kind of like us. We're good even when we suck. Actually, we're kick-ass even when we suck. Anyway. All right, coming up, uh, Jamie Eisenberg is first with your fantasy football playoff opening week. Get on the phones now with your calls, 855-212-4227. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227. Jamie Eisenberg is with us tonight because I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. Strange, it's like having no underwear on, uh, doing it on a Thursday, but I thought it was a great idea by... Uh, Carver High to get our boy in here. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day, uh, Jamie, about you. Uh, let's just say, uh, how do I put this? So this guy's a really powerful guy, right? And uh, he does, um, you know, big things, let's just say, in the industry. And he's a uh, very important mafia. He'll back me up on this. And we were having uh, dinner or something, and I, I brought you up. Uh, because he was talking about, like, fantasy or something with me. And I'm like, listen, I'm not uh, the the fantasy. That's not my bag. I said, but I love it. I think it's fantastic in terms of betting. And to me, it's betting. And I think it's a great way to make money and to, uh, you know, get into the game. Either fantasy or sports betting is the, is the only way to, I believe, truly fully grasp the enjoyment of sports these days in every phase. And I said, this guy I know uh, uh, Jamie Eisenberg, and I started talking about it, and this guy's like, and he knew you full on and has, um, like, let's just say, used you before for some things, apparently, and he knew, he certainly knew of you and has worked with you, and uh, he is just like I, like I am, a huge fan, and like all the fans love you. You're great at what you do, but this guy, I mean, to tell you, this guy has more juice than anyone you know. And he spoke so highly of you, I wanted to hurl. I was like, all right, all right, slow down. I don't have all night to hear this. But uh, I think he's awesome. And he's like, 
he, he likes you more than I do. And I just want you to know that. And I'm just a normal guy that has a great jump shot. And chicks dig me. But this guy runs the world. And he's like, that guy's the best in the business. And I was like, Jesus, I thought I was. And then he just crushed me with Jamie Eisenberg down my throat for like 15 minutes. Mafia was sitting there. I almost died. Anyway, uh, just so you know, a lot of people think highly of you. And they're important people. I appreciate that. Thank you. I told him you're kind of a D, though, because you went to Florida and you root for crappy teams and, you know, you're kind of obsessed with hurricanes or something. And I was like, he likes bad weather and there's, this is weird. Who chases hurricanes? I, I, I just I just like FIU and Duke. Those are the only two teams I like. All right. Screw you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's the playoffs, and you've said that if uh, what you try to do here is kind of like what NFL teams try to do, win and move on. I mean, that's the only thing that matters. You know, it's you're trying to collect a check at the end of the day. So, you, you know, you want to get to the championship game and, you know, win your league. That's where the bragging rights come in and, you know, you have fun at that point. So, it's, you know, it's the trick is do you play the guys who got you here or do you, you know, sort of be a little tricky and play some of the matchups? And, you know, those are the decisions that the, the fantasy players have to make when you get to this point in the season. So what is your uh, rationale behind Carson Wentz being your start of the week based on how crappy he's been? Well, he was good last week, obviously taking on the Dolphins, and he has a similar matchup this week against the Giants. So I think you see he should have the opportunity to, uh, you know, go back to back with some strong games. And as we're seeing this game tonight, uh, a lot of motivation on the line because the NFC East is theirs for the taking. If they win this game with the schedule setting up for them and how Dallas has been playing, that head to head game in a couple weeks is going to be huge. But, you know, if the Eagles do what they should do against the Giants and what now could be a fun game with Eli Manning starting. I think Wentz is going to have a big game on Monday night. What about uh, you You like Mayfield? He's got a, a an injured hand, and I know he's playing the Bengals. That would be the only reason I would play him because I, I think he sucks. He's had a rough year, uh, but this is typically the spot where he's played well. Bad defense, at home. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Is he playing for Freddie? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this. You know, is, is Freddie Kitchens going to be the guy next year? It seems as if he wanted him to be the coach that, you know, played himself out this season. Obviously not working out very well, so – uh, with them being eliminated, you know, will he have the motivation that we typically see from guys when, you know, they're playing out the string at the end of the year? I think he's going to go out and have a big game against the Bengals because, again, just as this is the, the, the scenario where he tends to put up good numbers. All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, we got one segment tonight with Jamie, so let's get it on. If you want to get on with him right now with your fantasy situations, who to start, who to sit, who to deal, what to do for the playoffs, now's the time to call 855-212-4227. David in Texas. Yeah, I got a PPR flex question. Snell, Scarborough, Madison, Thompson, Mozart. If you just need one, I have a sneaky feeling with Madison this week. You know, you're looking at Dalvin Cook. He's not 100%. I don't know what his full allotment of snaps is going to be, how healthy he'll be out there. And if they have a lead in the game, it's probably going to be Madison at the end. So just the fact that there's no slam dunk guy, I think Madison is probably the way I would go. All right, there you go, David. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Dwayne in Indiana, you're on a bench. Hey, guys. Hi, uh, Jeremy. I have a PPR question at running back. Darius Geis or Rashad Penny? You know, since it's PPR, I'd play Penny. Uh, I like the fact that they used him in the passing game last week, and you know, hopefully that continues. I don't think they're going to get 40 carries out of their both their running backs, but it's a scenario where you know Seattle's going to run the ball as much as they can. I'd like to see guys get a little bit more work, but for right now with what Penny's doing and how they're using him, I think he's a good opportunity to trust him on that duel. There you go, Dwayne. Uh, sleeper, you got Benny Snell. I like the way he looked for Pittsburgh because Connor never plays, and they're going against Arizona, and they look like they're shot. 100%. You know, it's a, it's a matter of with the quarterback situation being what it is, you know, not trusting Devlin Hodges, 
on the road against a bad team. Um, you know, he's gotten 16 or more carries each of the last two games. I can't imagine if the game goes the way Pittsburgh wants it to that he's not going to get that much work. So, yeah, it's a good good setup for him. Uh, the Devontae Parker, I like that one. Uh, the way he's looked with uh, Fitzmagic, you got to admit, those two have been lighting it up, especially last week against the Eagles. Against everybody. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing you know, series of events that the team has been obviously bad, uh, you know, obviously you could say on purpose. Um, but he's been uh, a monster after being a bust his entire career. So uh, Fitzpatrick has done this before. He's turned guys into, uh, you know, some career seasons, you know, go back to Buffalo with Stevie Johnson, for example, and what that relationship was like. So I could see, you know, Parker finishing the season strong, and this is a great matchup for him to uh, take advantage of once again against Jeff. 855-212-4227. Again, I'm with Jamie Eisenberg. Jack in Illinois, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I was uh, I'm between Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley in a half PPR league. Yeah, I can't play Christian Kirk against the Steelers. I, I think Calvin Ridley, you know, just make sure he's 100% healthy. He's going to lose some targets with uh, Austin Hooper coming back and the fact that Julio Jones is playing after sitting out last week. But, you know, I think you're going to see the, the Falcons offense play really well this week now that everybody's healthy and really having a big role. Uh, Kyle Rudolph and Vance McDonald, I like those two this week. And same thing again. I, I think uh, McDonald against Arizona, and I think uh, Kyle Rudolph because I think the Lions suck. Uh, they do. Um, it, it's you know we like trends, and so you look at those two guys in particular. The Cardinals have been awful against tight ends all season long. They give up the most touchdowns to the position with 13, and almost every time there's only been two teams that haven't had a touchdown from their tight end against the Cardinals. And then for Rudolph, it's been now five games, six games, excuse me, where Adam Thielen uh, has been out or missed um, out during the game or missed the game entirely. And Rudolph has six touchdowns in those six games. It started with the game against Detroit in Week Seven. Uh, so, uh, let's try Novell in Maryland. You're on the bench. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, PPR League, I need one. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Shepard, Metcalf, or Tyrell. I just need one. I think Lockett's going to have a good game. I know he was obviously frustrating last week. He had three targets, no catches. But if, if, if you look at it from how the Rams will probably defend the Seahawks, DK Metcalf is the perfect receiver for Jalen Ramsey to shadow. He's been coming on as was the lead guy in his offense the last three weeks, and it's a big physical receiver. That's the type of guys that Ramsey does well against. Lockett has a good track record against the Rams, three touchdowns in his last three games against them. So I think he has a breakout game in this matchup against uh, against the Rams this week. All right, Navelle. Uh, happy holidays, brother. So on the uh, defensive side, uh, Jamie, you got Packers against the Redskins, and then you got Texans against Denver Vikings, Detroit Texan or uh, Titans, excuse me, at, at Oakland. My, I guess my question is, um, do the Redskins scare you at all the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks because they've been uh, running it down people's throats? They have been, you know, specifically last week, obviously, against Carolina, and, and that's a bad run defense, and the Packers are a bad run defense. But you're still talking about Dwayne Haskins going into Lambeau Field. I think this is the type of game where those pass rushers, the Darius Smith, Preston Smith, they show up, they get after Haskins. He has some turnovers, most likely chasing points. I don't see them playing with the lead. So while the run game will be early, uh, be a factor early for the Redskins, I think Haskins throwing late, that's a spot where I think the Packers defense wins. Uh, Casey in Philadelphia, you're on CBS Sports Radio with Jamie Eisenberg. Yo, Pharrell and, and, and my, my boy. Hey, can I get a J-Mo on, uh, to, cook, to get cooking here? Can we get him a little J-Mo rock? Check out. Ooh. There you go. So go ahead. My man, my man. Hey, uh, so so quick question on my I'm, – I'm in the quarters right now. I got David Johnson on the bench, um, and then I have this awesome, this uh, this this tight end for the 
uh, the Falcons, who's, who's questionable coming back, but he's been a stud all year. And then I got this this Doyle guy from uh, from the, the Colts. So I have a couple of decisions to make. Should I put Johnson in? And what tight end should I go with? Well, if if you're talking about Johnson maybe as a flex, I would get him out of there and play both tight ends. I think Doyle, as we saw last week, no Eric Ebron, no T.Y. Hilton. You know, they're so thin on pass catchers, it's going to be Doyle and Pascal, Zach Pascal, the, the receiver there. So I'd play both tight ends if you can over David Johnson. Now, if you're just talking about one tight end and that's it, you can't play David Johnson. It's just too risky right now with how he's performed. So I like Doyle still better than Austin Hooper, but if you can play both those tight ends, that's the way I would go. All right, there you go, Case. And finally, Colin in Pennsylvania. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, go ahead, brother. Good. All righty, all right. I'm looking at uh, keeping in uh, Galladay and Landry. I've got Crowder as a flex. Do you really put Pascal that high up above a Crowder? Or even like a Metcalf? I, I do. You know, again, as we saw last week, no Hilton, no Ebron. They're playing the Bucks. It's hard to run on Tampa Bay. Their secondary has been a problem all season long. They give up the most production to that position. So you're talking about 10 targets, 7 catches, 100 yards receiving. Pascal's in such a good spot. So Crowder should be good. You know, the offense are obviously bad. But I don't think it's yeah. a huge drop-off one way or the other. But I just look at the upside, and I think there's a much higher ceiling for Pascal this week. All right, there you go, Colin. Uh, Jamie, great stuff tonight. Enjoy all the games and the playoffs. Start, run, uh, go for it all uh, weekend long, and then uh, we'll see how we do next week. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight, a night early, to get in all the uh, playoff action for everybody. For all, you're the best. Go Gators. All right, there you go. Screw you, uh, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg, you can check him out Saturday nights on CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern with Eye on Fantasy. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, uh, you got action going on right now, right, at Soldier Field. Uh, I'm on the Bears and the three, and they just scored again with Trubisky. So let's see if they can close this out against Dallas. That'd be a nice start to the week hitting the Thursday nighter. All of my pain day locks for Sunday are posted. All of my conference championship games in college football, great games all weekend, a lot of double-digit spreads are posted. Everything, NBA, college rack, no one hits more games than me. I mean, last night was just sickening what I did. It really was. 16-4 and four in the NBA and 40-14 and 14 in college basketball. I make you so much money, make your head spin. Hide it from your wife. Whatever you do, sign up, com. It's the best thing invented since the Edson Diesel. Uh, Rick Haro is in our nation's capital this evening, but uh, smartly he's off to San Diego right after that to get a little hooya to you La Jolla for the baseball winter meetings. Mr. Haro. Hey, so we've got a big deal on Sunday. We've got a, a facility and kind of franchise and community uh, seminar they're doing on Sunday for all of minor league baseball. You know, there's a big discussion about contracting teams. Right. How many is the right number? So I'm in the middle of that. Um, uh, you know, you, you really shouldn't uh, eliminate baseball in, in middle America, and there's a whole discussion about that. There's been a lot of controversy, so we're doing a best practices. Here's how you get stadiums done, and here's why baseball is important in those towns. So it's a big deal on Sunday. I think that uh, what they should do at the winter meetings and, and with contracting minor league baseball, which is a sad state of affairs, they're doing that, I believe, in essence, uh, in Portuguese, what it means is is so that uh, Garrett Cole can make $250 million with the Yankees. Well, you know what? That's a very interesting perspective on that. And when you think about it, the more important issue to me is Kingsport, Tennessee, Bristol, Virginia, uh, all of the teams in the Pioneer League, there are teams that are kind of targeted for extinction 
And when you think about the history of 150 years of baseball in those towns, uh, you got to figure out how to save them. I got to tell you, uh, real quick, Trubisky tonight has had at least three runs for uh, first downs on third down and a fourth, which was just run, a 25-plus-yard touchdown run. This guy's having the uh, game of the season for himself, and he's taking a lot of abuse. But he looks damn good tonight against Dallas. This might be the end for uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, it might be. And I don't know how you picked the Bears tonight, but you're a genius. And also, how about those uniforms tonight? Yeah, listen, I have no problem with that. They look like a sad version of the fighting Illini. Uh, so state-by-state state legal sports wagering outside of Nevada takes hold with massive business implications. I like the part of your story where you talk about what's going on with William Hill with the Wizards and Capitals and that ownership group. Yeah, they're the latest ownership group to install a sports book in their venue. Tens of millions of tax dollars in sports betting proceeds going to communities around the country, 19 states. North Carolina, Tennessee, Illinois, Montana, New Hampshire, other states getting legislation to add uh, gambling. 24 states looking to do it next. When you look at the top stories of the year, that's got to be it. Uh, Rick Hara with us, our uh, sports business and legal insider on the bench for over two decades. Esports has become global, and I don't think people that listen to the show, frankly, understand, and I'm starting to grasp it for sure, how just gargantuan this is. It's like uh, it's like the UFC becoming a $5 billion business, that uh, esports is going to be even bigger than that. 380 million people worldwide. Yeah, can't even fit that in a subway. 557 million by 2021. And so a 38% jump, revenue about $906 million. It's a billion dollar business. And so, listen, multiple amateur competitions have up to a million bucks in their deals. Big arenas are happening just for esports. The Olympics talks about including it in the future. So, listen, it seems to be arriving the future of esports with. A joystick and a HD monitor in hand. Look for it to continue to be big. So uh, the decade in review, we talk about college football finally going from a BCS to a playoff system. Well, that's number three on my list. And when you look at the decade, that's probably one of the biggest issues. You know, you went to the BCS, the Bowl Coalition, the Bowl Championship Series. And it hadn't been too long ago, you and I remember it, when we had split votes for national championships. Now we talk about how four teams may not be enough. Look for the change, not today, not next year, but two years from now. How about college student-athletes uh, having a chance to get paid? Number four on the list, Governor Newsom signs with LeBron James next to him. States are saying that's a great idea. What it really did was to jumpstart the NCAA into figuring out how to legislate beyond what they've currently got. And so the NCAA will figure out governance of this probably not this year but beginning of next year number five on your list of the decades biggest stories was la getting not one but two pro football teams yeah they're not playing like it right now but they're listen we can't wait for that five billion dollar stadium to open up to get the super bowl the college football national championship in 2023 the opening and closing ceremonies the olympics in 2028 significant economic impact by the way la gets its teams back they thought they would get a team in 2020, in 2002. Uh, that became the Houston Texans. Now you got, uh, obviously, Kroenke doing the deal, but you also have the Chargers. Uh, they're not playing like it, but they'll be a, a much better team 
I think, when they move into the big stadium. Rob Manfred uh, is the number six story, getting uh, the gig as the 10th commissioner in baseball. 10th commissioner in baseball, but he presided over an era you would think would be relatively easy, post-steroid era, got to speed up the games, pitch clock made it that much harder. Minor league baseball, though, as we said before, uh, 44 million fans annually, uh, the winter meetings, and we talked about the seminar we've got. Uh, minor league baseball needs some relevance, major league baseball moving forward. And Garrett Cole, that's a good point. Right. Uh, the price tag for pro sports now is not with an M. It starts with a B as in billions. Yeah, for stadiums. Well, AT&T Stadium, obviously, Jerry's World, $5 billion SoFi Stadium. $28 billion in stadiums from 2000 to 2014, $1.6 billion Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, $1.4 billion Chase Center in downtown San Francisco. So the bottom line is stadiums getting more expensive, but more money out of owner's pockets. Uh, Tiger, uh, you lose him, you get him back. Uh, the world's better as long as Tiger's winning. He's playing good this week, too. That's number eight on the list. 18 majors. People thought it was a pipe dream, but then came 2018. April 14, 2019, I think the greatest comeback in sports history. That wins the Masters. Now, President's Cup, Royal Melbourne, the 2020 year, and the pursuit of Jack Nicholas continues. Uh, number nine, NBA star athletes become media moguls. Hey, so you got, obviously, Kobe Bryant and his world. He wins an Oscar for Deer Basketball. You've got LeBron James. Uh, he becomes a Harvard Business School case study, Maverick Carter's uninterrupted network. You've got Serena Williams and her network. You've got Steph Curry becoming an icon as well. It's not enough that these guys perform on the field, but off the field as well. How about uh, Ricardo, uh, the Me Too uh, era in sports? That's number 10 on the list, I think, from the decade. Everybody can have their list, but I think this was an important one. Larry Nasser, charged with 22 counts of first-degree criminal assault, Got to throw away the key for him. But what's happening is, obviously, USA Gymnastics, total restructuring. The Me Too uh, knocks uh, Jerry Richardson uh, into selling his team. Got the Robert Kraft stuff. Bottom line is it becomes a very important issue, uh, and we're not done with that, obviously. How about uh, China? It seems like, what do they get, every Olympic Games now? How about this? Summer Olympic Games in 2018, in 2008. Uh, 2015, Beijing selected as the host city for 2022. They don't get any snow uh, for the winter games. They don't get any snow, but they manufacture uh, snow. About 300 million winter sports enthusiasts are created on a whole cloth by the Chinese government. Obviously, China, a big deal. The Daryl Morey tweet, the 300 million fans. I think that whole issue is number 11 on the list. FIFA, corruption, makes number 12. Yeah, uh, we've got a sting operation in 2015. A small uh, arrest in downtown Zurich leads to the resignation of Seth Blatter. 14 indictments of officials by the U.S. Justice Department. There's a whole change in soccer. How about uh, the women's soccer? Uh, they, they become bigger than the men. That's 13 on the list, but again, uh, they, they occupy the number one position in the rankings history for women's soccer, obviously winning the World Cup. They're looking for financial relevance. Got a CBA through 2021. 
uh, on the uh, on the men's side, the women need to get paid, and obviously the women's World Cup is a step in the right direction. NASCAR declining in uh, everything, right? Ratings, fans. Declining everything. NASCAR broadcast in 185 countries and territories. Brian France, the CEO, uh, leaves. The sport increased 29% since 2008 in Fortune 500 companies. 28% of Fortune companies continue to invest in NASCAR. So it's not going away, but it's a lot different than it was 10 years ago. And lastly, the Mayweather-McGregor mega fight. It was actually, I think, the second worst fight I've ever seen in my life behind Mayweather-Pacquiao. Yeah, it was, but it was the first most lucrative fight. It made 15 on the list of all decade because of the money it made. 50 million guaranteed, uh, 100 million guaranteed to Mayweather, 30 million guaranteed to McGregor. A boring fight, but a big payday. All right, Rick, have a great time at the baseball winter meetings in San Diego. Enjoy the golf and sunshine. All right, man, and I'll see you next week. All right, Rick Harrow, ladies and gentlemen, our sports business and legal insider from our nation's capital tonight. Coming up, because Brian Custer, the voice of Showtime Boxing, Jamal Charlo and Dennis Hogan fighting Saturday at the Barclays Center in No Sleep Till Brooklyn. The Bears are rolling over the Cowboys tonight in Chicago. This is CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.